0: It is Thursday, the second day of June 2022. Uh, Yesterday was the annual, oh my god, it's already June, (laughs) ha 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 ha, Jesus, year has just flown by, am I right? Day. Uh, Yes, once again, the steady progression of time, one of the very few things that is a guarantee in life continued. Uh, This is also the unofficial start of summer, June 1 in my mind it is even though i haven't been in grade schools uh, for uh 27 years fuck there's that progression of time again huh uh june still feels like a big deal you know change is afoot um you know uh, the the season is getting warmer this and even though as i record this uh it's like 55 degrees outside um, But as I say, changes foot. That word. Uh, There's your uh, vocab word word of the day. a foot. Great word. Uh, it's a new start, right? Or anus tart if you're a fan of Arrested Development. Uh, maybe it's not, but it, it still feels like something. I guess you know, to me, I'm just not sure what. I've never really been sure. But it was all these. It was always the anticipation of something. That's about to change and why my brain still works, um, in a, uh, you know, in a school at a grade school calendar mindset is kind of weird. Um, but yeah, I'm not really sure what that's supposed to mean. Certainly, you know, know, yeah, what am I, I, I totally lost my fucking place say this is how you know you write out the open. Okay, this is what you're gonna do, Dave. You're gonna write this out, you're gonna read this, and it's gonna be somewhat interesting, and it's gonna get people hooked and interested in staying throughout the whole show. <laughs> and what do you do? You write something completely wrong that you, you totally fuck it up, but um but in regards to something new, this this particular episode isn't because I'm again uh, without a guest. Uh, I had one lined up. Okay. And um they basically thought better of it. So I don't know. I, I'm clearly barking up the wrong trees here, which is kind of funny. And I've I've said this multiple times, but um not sure where I'm really going with all this, to be honest. But I guess this is what happens when you have a show without any actual focus. There's a reason I'm I'm not surprised that I only have four listeners, you know. Uh, Also, mutant sharks are a thing now. Yeah, NASA says that there were sharks living in an underwater volcano that erupted last week. What the fuck? What the fuck? All that and more on episode number 120. It's right here, right now, on Complaints and Observations. Still the most less-than-average podcast on the internet. With a host who's the smartest person in the room, when he's the only one there. A continuing odyssey into mediocrity. Guaranteed to make you question your life choices and your own sanity. This is Complaints and Observations. With Dave LaPointe. the hell is Dave LaPoint? I think he's a bum. I think he's an absolute bum. Thank you, Aaron rogers for uh, for that little drop. Always appreciative. Uh, you see, Aaron Rodgers, uh, Wednesday at six thirty p.m. Uh, actually, by the time you listen to this, it'll be over. <laughs> oh man, I'm off to a fucking great start. This is what happens when you. Uh, you know, your, your day's progressing and then you're like, oh wait, you know, I have to, I have to do this stupid fucking podcast thing because I just refuse to stop. I refuse to stop doing it, you know, for a couple of reasons. One, I don't want to be a quitter. I've quit at everything else and I've managed to keep this going for two plus years. So onward Two, uh, you know, I, I do enjoy it still, so I'm not going to stop, but still, um, it's, it's very questionable. Like last week's episode, for example, was absolute dog shit. It was terrible. I sounded like dog shit. I still kind of sound like dog shit, but not nearly as bad as I did last week. Still very mucusy and phlegmy, so that sounded gross, huh? I'm sure it did, but uh, I don't care. Um, But yeah. Anywho. So. How are you? How have you been? Things are good. I hope. Yeah. Terrific. I'm good. Thank you for asking. Even though I know you didn't, it's cool. What is going on in the world right now? A lot of stuff. Um, what I don't want to do though, is I don't want to talk about, uh, like guns and school shootings and shit like that. I don't one one because it's not really, uh, it's not my place and I'll tell you why. One, I don't have children, so it it doesn't affect me in a way that it would probably affect those that do have um, children. Two, uh, I am not the kind of person who should be giving those kinds of opinions, mainly because I'm not smart enough, um, and I don't think I'm um, you know informed enough. Right, what I think I do know is that it's fucking stupid that people send their children to school uh, in some parts of this country, knowing full well that, uh, anybody can just go and get a gun and walk into a school. So, but, but then, you, you know, please enlighten me as to how a lunch lady, librarian, or teacher, um, you know, with whatever caliber gun that they particularly might be emboldened to, to carry, uh, is going to stop somebody with a, um, not just a weapon, but with the mindset to cause destruction, if you will. So I need to be enli- I need to be more enlightened on that and, and what exactly Ted Cruz and his ilk are going to talk to the American people about hardening schools, which is the most absurd thing I think I've ever heard in my life. Ted Cruz wants to make schools into essentially prisons, one way in, one way out, massive fire traps. So I mean that's the thing. You're gonna have a school that's gonna end up, you know, built this way, or or uh, you know, in, in the in the mold of, of Raphael Cruz, uh, there'll be a fire and a bunch of kids will die in a fire. And then it's like, okay, now what? Now it's a new thing. Now it's another thing to worry about when you send your children to school, which is just asinine. God, it it just it makes me uh, it makes me fucking very angry, and I don't have kids and don't really care for them for the most part. But man, oh man, I just don't understand, like, where, <laughs> where is the logic behind this? Why are parents mad about masks and potentially having their little white children told about black people? Uh, why are they so angry about shit like that? But, you know, the possibility of somebody walking through the front door and literally uh you know destroying their children with a weapon apparently is in some minds not the biggest problem i don't get it baffling anyways i said i'm not going to talk about it but there i just talked about it and i'm sure now you're all dumber for having listened so we're going to talk about something even dumber to start the show sports that's right sports yay The Boston Celtics are in the NBA Finals. (coughs) Man. The NBA Finals. And I said last week that I thought that they would win the series in Game 6. They didn't. They blew it. They blew it. And then they almost blew it in Game 7. But they didn't. They persevered. They held on. They let Marcus Smart shoot the ball way too fucking much. And it almost cost them. But thankfully, Marcus Smart hit two free throws. Which is, here's the thing, okay? If I'm Imei Udoka, and I'm seeing Marcus Smart lead the team in shots, and you have a first-team All-NBA player on your roster, something's not right. I understand that Tatum's going to be double-teamed, but the problem is when everyone else but Marcus Smart is standing around and just watching Tatum try to pass out of said double team, it's a problem. And I I've been saying this for, for an entire week now, one of the first things that you're taught when you're taught basketball is to move without the basketball, the idea is to get into an open space so that you're open to receive a pass. Now, the only one in the Celtics that seems to understand this very basic concept is the last guy that you want shooting five times in a row. To end a game. I don't understand it. When you have an all, another all-star on your team who's just standing there watching Tatum uh, struggle to get a pass away in the double team. He's not that great in the double team. He's not, let's be honest. But if he's passing the ball to people other than Marcus Smart, even if Smart is the only one that gets the ball, his directive should be pass the ball to Jalen Brown. Like, it shouldn't be that difficult. Or just move the ball around to find somebody else's open because there is going to be someone else open now. Tatum should eventually work himself open if, I mean, unless he's going to be continue to be double-teamed, then I mean, that's just poor defense. But Marcus Smart can shoot free throws, so he should not be shooting threes. He should be taking the ball, going into the lane, getting fouled. And especially in this coming series where... Who's going to be on him? I mean, is Curry going to? I mean, I don't know. But you figure it's going to be a guard that's going to be defending him. So it's going to be Curry or uh, uh, Poole. I think, I think, I don't think Clay Thompson is a, I'm not sure. I don't really know his particular position. But if it's Clay Thompson or Steph Curry, then that's what Smart should be doing taking the ball to the hoop and drawing contact. Because, there's going to be 50 billion fouls. It's the fucking NBA. That's all these guys do is call fouls. Foul after foul after foul after foul to foul, foul after foul. It's fucking awful. Was it Game 6 or Game 7? One of the two was... Uh, it, it, they averaged one more than one foul per minute in the game, which is... If you're Adam Silver and you see this stat, how do you not pick up the phone and, and whoever those those officials were and say... You're never working another game if you do that again. Because it's fucking stupid. You have to be better about knowing when these guys are flopping all over the floor. Kyle Lowry single-handedly is trying to ruin the NBA. His fucking fat ass flopped so many times. And people are going to complain about Marcus Smart. Get fucking bent. Kyle Lowry is a fucking actor. He's barely a basketball player. Gross. I'm looking forward to the series, if I can stay awake, because all these fucking games are going to start at 9 o'clock. I mean, why, why are we catering to the West Coast? I don't understand. I don't understand. Makes no sense to me, but it's never made sense to me, so here we are. Um, I think they are evenly matched... I can see this going six or seven games. I can see either team winning. I I do think the Warriors are going to win, and it's not because I want them to win. Obviously, I don't. I want the Celtics to win. But I think they'll win. In, I think seven-game series, seven close games, Golden State wins the, the series simply because they have one more game at home. That's the difference, I think, in my mind. And because I'm not certain how effective uh, Bob Williams is going to be, he's hurt. You know, he's got a boo boo on his knee, so who knows how much he's going to play? So, our picture the other day of Gerald Henderson in the 1982 uh, playoffs, he was wearing a a brace around his neck supporting his jaw, and it looked very awkward. But his jaw was broken. (laughs) He had some kind of awkward brace on and kept playing. They're not built like Gerald Henderson anymore. And what a fucking old man thing to say, huh? Sheesh. Um, At the same time, I realized the other day that this is... This particular season is the first time in my life that I'm able to count the number of baseball games that I've watched on one hand. And two of those have come this week. I have grown so apathetic toward baseball; it's ridiculous. It's gotten far too slow. The uh, the three true outcomes—strikeout, um, walk, home run—are boring. It's boring. And the and the Red Sox operating like a a small market club when they should be outspending just about everyone uh, is also annoying. The last problem is entirely self-inflicted for a number of different reasons. And part of it is because they threw around stupid contracts when they shouldn't have thrown around stupid contracts. Like, Chris Sale should not should not have been extended to that extent. He's making an obscene amount of money. But that's not... That, you know, the money thing... I, I try not to get all fucking hung up on... on The Red Sox and and money. It's not my money. Why do I fucking care? It doesn't. But when it prohibits them from spending money to bring better players in, then it becomes a problem. When they spend money on garbage, it's... I mean, if you look at their pitching staff right now, honestly, it's ghastly. I don't care what the numbers say. It's... None of these things are... It, it, they don't have they don't have uh, a horse they have one horse they have Evaldi. but again the majority of his joints are held together with fucking string so it's just a matter of time before something else snaps but you have a bunch of guys that are just guys there's nothing there it's like oh well Michael Walker's pitching good Michael Walker <laughs> like, like oh Michael Walker is our number two pitcher. Well, that's going to instill fear in lineups across baseball. There's nothing that the Yankees fear more than looking at the lineup card and seeing the name Michael Walker. Ooh. This, the Trevor story thing continues to piss me off, okay? and But I saw, I saw a stat on Twitter the other day that I'm going to give you some nerd shit. Not nerd shit. They're all good stats, but whatever. Trevor Story in wins. When the Red Sox have won, he's hitting 273. His OPS is 942, which is ridiculous. Eight bombs, 30 runs batted in, 23 strikeouts, in 90 plate appearances. Doesn't give the number of walks there, which I would be interested in as well. Trevor Story in games that the Red Sox have lost. He's hitting 176. His OPS is 576, one home run, seven runs batted in, 37 Ks, and 104 plate appearances. What the fuck, buddy? What are you doing? But last week, everyone was telling me that he's the best fucking baseball player on earth. Not everybody should say that. Some people. So there's your sports talk, huh? Wasn't it great? No, nobody wants to hear anybody talk about sports. I shouldn't say that. That's why, you know, the biggest rated uh, radio show in the country happens to be a sports radio program right here in Boston, Mass, with two guys who uh, are annoying as fuck. What can you do? More to talk about. Stick around. So this past weekend was the uh, other unofficial start of summer. Uh, Memorial Day weekend. Oh, usually a good time. Uh, usually a a time to gather with friends, family, foes, f- fucking other f word things. Um, and there's usually a barbecue or a cookout or a um, I don't know what else would you call it—barbecue, cookout, something else. I don't know. Hmm. Um, anyhow, so I wanted to, it, it, and I was thinking about this when I was invited, uh, to a friend's house, uh, which was supposed to feature <laughs> grilled food. Unfortunately, uh, it didn't happen because the grill didn't work, but I was, I was reading comments from somebody else uh, on might have been Instagram, um, complaining about uh, the, the 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 service, if you will, or the setup for their particular cookout, and it got me thinking. There should be rules in place for Memorial Day cookouts, or just cookouts in general. Okay. So, rules for cookouts. This is going to be, uh, <laughs> this is going to be stupid, but the kind of thing that I find, uh, unbelievably entertaining and enjoyable. I'm, I'm trying to do eight things at once while I'm talking about this. So, don't, don't mind me. Uh, here we go. Okay. Anyways, <clears throat> yeah, stupid, David. Rules for adults. Now, rules are going to be different for kids themselves. So my, my assumption is if you have a very smart child who is cognizant of, uh, you know, cookouts and the structure of things and how things are supposed to go, their rules might be slightly different than mine. However, these rules are for adults. All right? Um. Listen close, okay? Cuz this is hard and fast and it's not just Memorial Day, it's probably from you know, Memorial Day to Labor Day. These are the these are the complaints and observations rules for any outdoor weekend gathering. <laughs> That's fucking stupid. <laughs> Rule number 1: No ketchup on hot dogs. Children only. If you want to have an argument with me about what belongs on a hot dog, uh, I'm willing to have that conversation. However, um, nowhere in that conversation will it include ketchup. This is not a knock on ketchup because I happen to like it on a number of different things. French fries, burgers, and that's probably it. Oh, cold meatloaf sandwiches. Damn. Love them. But ketchup does not belong in a hot dog. If you are an adult, meaning I'm gonna say over the age of 16. <laughs> because hot dog adulthood is much different than actual adulthood. Great band name. Hot dog adulthood. Whew, that's fire. You should if you if so if you got a hot dog and you go to put ketchup on it, what you should do is remind yourself that um, ketchup does not belong on a hot dog when you're over the age of 16. So you put the ketchup down and eat that hot dog plain, plain. However, what you should be doing is putting all kinds of shit on it: mustard, relish, onion. However, that onion that needs to be fresh. Need onion needs to be fresh. No, I mean you're gonna have to fucking. Buy it at the store that day, slice it before you serve it, and make sure that your onion is kept in a fucking airtight container, because there's nothing worse than eating bad onions and getting people sick. It happens. It's happened to me. It's disgusting. Nobody wants that. Then, you can add other kinds of condiments on there. You can go Chicago dog style with, like, a pickle, a pepper, celery salt, Celery salt, oh, let's go. However, rule number one, no ketchup on hot dogs. Children only. Rule number two, true? Rule number two, uh, any kind of alcoholic beverage is acceptable, but it must be cold. This is very easy, very simple. There's, you know, nobody's gonna be drinking a fucking hot toddy in the middle of July. So it's easy, this is fine. Any kind of alcoholic beverage is 100% acceptable if it is cold. Um, unless you're drinking scotch, in which case, in which case um, you, you should be drinking that neat. But that's another conversation for another day. Number three. Children must be able to entertain themselves, otherwise you stay home. Or you should be ready to compensate the person who is chaperoning the herd. I think this should be fairly self-explanatory, okay? Obviously, if your children are old enough to... (laughs) If your children are old enough to shit on their own, (laughs) they should be able to uh, entertain themselves uh, in a setting uh, at, at a barbecue or a cookout. If they can't, or if you're not prepared to to you know to be the person who is chaperoning the herd, you should probably decline the invitation. <laughs> it's you know I wrote all these down, and as I'm reading them, boy, I sound like such a fucking asshole. <laughs> But every one of these things is always going to be one parent. So let's, or, or, hmm, I'm trying to think. All right. So you have like, you invite somebody like a tertiary acquaintance, right? Maybe it's a work person. You invite them to the barbecue. They have children. And so it's, you know, it's, let's say you work with uh, the guy, right? And he brings his wife or, or or mother of their child. I'm not here to pass judgment, And then she basically is sort of standing guard with their child, and then by uh, default, all of the other children. So now, the parents of all those other children, they should be putting money in a hat to give to the person who's watching all these kids, they should be compensated for their time. What a wild concept. Uh, Or, here's here's another idea. Um, Have a fenced-in area that can act as as a fucking corral for these children. (laughs) It's bad. (laughs) Rule number four. The host is on the grill unless the host specifically requests someone else to do it. The host is having the party. Now, the host in this case could be uh, the pair, the husband-wife, uh, wife-wife, husband-husband, boyfriend-girlfriend, boyfriend-boyfriend, girlfriend-girlfriend, whatever. It's Pride Month. Suck it up. The host is on the grill. Now, there are going to be instances where, you know, the, the somebody... That they've invited is a world class chef or a world class pitmaster and wants to display their skills, or is willing to uh, to to take on this role. What you what you can't have is the person who's going to like stand over the grill and watch and like critique or offer tips. Nobody gives a fuck about what you do at home. Uh, person who hasn't been asked to stand here and give tips and critique, okay? You were invited to come and enjoy the company and then the food that the host is going to provide. If you've brought a dish from home, terrific. Put it on the fucking table and shut up. No one cares what you do with your grill or your cookouts. No one cares. Rule number five. You can certainly ask for your burger or your, in this, let's just say, let's say burger or steak tips. Let's do that. uh, To be cooked a certain way. But rest assured, everyone's will be cooked however the guy in the grill wants it done. If you're asked, if you go to a fucking cookout and you ask for your burger to be medium rare or whatever, like, what fucking planet are you on? You don't get to do that at somebody else's fucking house. You don't get to do that. Quite frankly, what what should be done is you should almost expect a medium well uh, meat experience. Because, you, you know, these people are not professional chefs usually most hosts that are grilling are not professional chefs no matter how many times they grill burgers or steak or whatever on a grill you should expect chicken to be overcooked cuz you just don't know <laughs> so please don't don't request because it's uh it's it's very unbecoming it's probably another way to put it it's very unbecoming And finally, rule number six, one or two p.m. start times only. Anything earlier than that is just ridiculous. Not enough time for the host, and if they set the time, then they're stupid. They're just setting themselves up for failure, or they're setting themselves up to be uh, nodding off at 6 p.m. Because they probably had to get up early to get shit started, or to get shit set up, so it's not good anything later, now you're asking for a very late night. You're asking for people to be uh, on your property, in your house for way too long and way too late. And what you want, you want it to be a nice amount of time so that eventually people get tired and, and shove off. You you don't want to be that person who is telling people to get the fuck out. Some people don't mind doing that. I'm for one, I, I don't give a shit. I, don't, I have no qualms about telling people to fucking leave. I don't care. But uh, you know, if if you're hesitant to do that, then you can't start later than two o'clock. If you try to get away with a three or a four, it ain't gonna fly because you're gonna get stuck with people at your house, you know, getting close to midnight. You figure, you you figure on an eight-hour max, to, eh, maybe not max, but you figure on an eight-hour event. I mean, if there's stuff going on uh, in the evening, like let's say there's a uh, you know, a basketball game or something at, you know, nine o'clock, you think maybe, all right, some people are going to stick around, uh, whatever. That's what you're thinking. So <clears throat> if you start these things at four o'clock and now you're asking people to be at your house at midnight, like, no, you don't want that. So if you start at one, you know, maybe, maybe people will be like, all right, if I, I got to get home to watch the, for the start of the game, I'll see you later. So now it's an eight-hour commitment. Eight hours max time frame. Oh, man. Boy. Those are hard and fast rules, okay? And At least they should be. And don't worry about being an asshole here, okay? Um, Because, honestly, who cares? It's your house. If you invite people over and they think you're an asshole, even better, then you won't have to do it ever again. It could be a one-and-done kind of a thing. People know... up oh, oh, fucking Dave, he's a prick. I hate going over his house for cookouts. He sucks. He's a shitty host. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so great. Yeah, I mean, I don't mind. I don't, you know, I don't want to be an asshole, but sometimes it just happens. What can you do? So there you go. The rules for uh summer... Summer cookout slash barbecue um, for adults. Hard and fast rules. That's right. All right, I am uh, mostly done being an asshole. Mostly. Not entirely. So, I've mentioned on the show uh, how uh, mechanically uh, stupid I am, for the lack of a better term. I have trouble putting shit together, always have, probably. Uh, one, of, one of the things that um, was not really uh, handed down to me genetically. Um, my grandfather was a dynamite mechanic. He was a tank mechanic in World War II, and he used those skills to fix cars literally until the day that he died. I did not inherit that gene. Um, My brother got that one. You know, I got the. I don't know. I don't know what I got. (laughs) I got something. I just don't know what. So last week, um, we bought a uh, a deck box to put by the pool uh, because the shed that we own uh, that I tried to put together last year is just now complete and utter trash. Like I'm going to have to disassemble it and throw it all away. I would have been better off taking the money that we spent on it and flushing it down the toilet. So there's that, but I managed to put the deck box together because honestly it was, this thing was the most idiot proof thing that I've ever attempted to put together in my life. Entirely and totally idiot proof. Um, it was astonishing, <laughs> fucking uh, idiot proof that it really was. So I was proud. I was like, okay, I managed to put this together and not completely fuck it up. That's good, terrific, grand, great. Well, then um, there was a, a an IKEA bookcase that I've been uh, eyeing for a while because I need I need some space, some shelf space here in the Broadcast Palace to display all of the various crap that i own which is part of the reason why i'm i'm in this shed um and and so i the the thing was finally available so i'm like fuck yeah i'm going to go get it i go and buy it and yesterday tuesday was the day to put it together if you're at all familiar with ikea and their process you know that everything that they sell is flat packed That the idea is that it's done that way uh, to, you know, reduce costs and to make warehousing easier and to make shipping easier, this, that, and the other. Uh, You know, the quality of the product remains, uh, you know, it's a little meh. I would say that the the press board, particle board, whatever you want to call it, has improved slightly over the years. I mean, I remember the first one I bought when this one out here in Stoughton, Massachusetts, first opened. Uh, I mean, it was garbage. That thing was just, it was a a bookcase that, though it managed to last quite a while, I managed to hold on to that fucking thing for a solid decade and moved it a couple times, but, you know, it was falling apart consistently. So this thing that I got this time, bookcase with a, with a couple drawers, drawers, what a terrible word, drawers at the bottom, went and picked it up. Super easy pickup. I don't know if you've ever done the uh, click. It's like click it and pick it. Or whatever it is that they call it. I don't know. But basically you order it online. You go and you pick it up. Super easy. Like You don't even have to go into the store. You don't even have to go like into the main parking lot. It's its own separate thing. If you know what you're getting at IKEA, this is literally the only way you should be doing it. Because going inside to IKEA, not only will you get uh, overwhelmed, you will spend... Ten times the amount of money that you wanted to spend, and uh, you'll you'll spend ten times the amount of time that you wanted to spend in that store. So forget it. This is the way to go. Thankfully, I wrote down what I wanted, knew what I wanted, and had a way, I waited weeks. I don't even know if I mentioned the IKEA trip I went to look for this fucking thing. Didn't have it, and ended up with a couple of bar stools that I almost bought. Um, and had to put together. But someone had bought them, returned them, and they were for sale. I got them assembled. um, And they were $20 cheaper. So win win for David. So I've got this thing. um, Long flat pack heavy, this these boxes, well, shouldn't say both of them. But one of them was fucking heavy. And it's probably heavy because it was the, you know, the sides. So it was long and awkward and heavy. I get it into the shed. And I get it unassembled. I grab the uh, the directions. And let me tell you something, okay? I'm convinced that these fucking Swedes love to fuck with the entire planet. All right? They print these directions or like, the warnings for the directions. The directions are in such a manner, if you're not familiar um that you know it's just graphics there's no language in it and there's no language on the actual parts either so it's a real fucking guessing game but basically they love to fuck with the whole planet they print the 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 directions in 36 fucking languages 36 All the while, they're like, "Yeah, we're not labeling shit, figure it the fuck out. So, I mean, I spent, I would say I spent about three hours putting this fucking thing together. And I would, I would venture a guess that half of that was just trying to figure out the parts. Because if you don't, if you don't lay out the parts, in the, in the correct way, you're fucked. Um, there was, there was two times where I had to like disassemble this fucking thing to turn a part around because it wasn't in the correct direction. And this kind of goes back to what I said before, when it comes to being mechanically stupid, some people will say, well, what the fuck dude? you're, you're a fucking idiot, blah, blah, blah all right, fine, whatever. I'm an idiot. How many times have I admitted that on this program? I'm stupid. I'm dumb as rocks. And when it comes to putting things together, it's even worse. So, you know, it's, uh, it was a fucking challenge and it was a fight. By the time I was done, uh, my back was killing me. My hips were killing me. And it's from, you know, from like sitting and kneeling on the fucking shitty broadcast palace floor, um, being fat <laughs> mostly from being fat <laughs> but I got it together and I'm very excited it came out good and I say that because there was there's a couple of pieces there that are a little subject but for the most part I would say it's 98% um, built as it should be built I have a couple of pieces that are like okay why do I still have this you know what I mean? They don't because they don't tell you if they've included extra pieces, extra screws, extra weird wood plug thingies. But I'm feeling good about um, my mechanical aptitude after putting together two relatively idiot-proof things. But honestly, IKEA, I tweeted this out. If they'd spent like a couple hundred bucks and a few more hours, just just Labeling things right, and they don't have to put, they don't need to use, you know, the English alphabet. They could literally use any IKEA could create their own alphabet to strictly for, uh, you know, labeling purposes. They really could, so that they could tell you, put, you know put board one with board two and face this direction it wouldn't say one and two it would say something else whatever whatever ikea language they've made up for their labeling system fuck use klingon for christ's sakes it's a completely uh, superfluous language doesn't mean anything it has uh, but but it is a language it's a legit language with with symbols and letters so you know use that <laughs> what a stupid thing to say. IKEA should use Klingon to label pieces. <laughs> oh boy, you're an idiot and this show's terrible. Um I had like I, I had like a handful of other things that I that I kind of wanted to talk about, but it's, it's just shit that I don't that I don't really want to talk about because you know I, I don't want to talk about serious shit. Like I was gonna talk about Legion. Legion? Religion. <laughs> I was going to talk about religion, uh, and how you know I fucking uh, hate it. I was going to talk about you know uh, corporate entities, the the oligarchy, if you will, and I was going to talk about that. But that's annoying. Like gas prices, I was going to talk about that too. And um, you know, I I would hope that no one's tuning into this fucking stupid shit to hear <laughs> serious takes from a. Dumb person. <laughs> um, but, you know, before I do move on, so I had uh, an interview uh, yesterday for a, uh, a cannabis company. And I think the interview went well. So I'm looking forward to hopefully hearing back some positive things. So uh, keep me in your uh, your thoughts. Please don't pray for me. It doesn't work. But in your thoughts. um. That it goes well, fingers crossed. However, I'm also uh, hosting a trivia night now, uh, Damien's Pub, Hanson, Massachusetts. You should come out if you want to join in the fun. Damien's has great pizza. They have good beer. They have good food. It's a small place, but I will have a good time, so please check it out. Um, I am also more or less starting my own business where... I'm going to be a uh, what's uh, an independent travel consultant. So essentially, I'm going to be um, you know not not so much selling travel, but kind of selling travel, I guess. So um, you know, I'm going to be affiliated with AAA. So it's pretty cool. Looking forward to, to getting started. I've, I've started a little bit. Hopefully, in the next couple of weeks, it'll be somewhat solidified, and I could talk about it a little bit more. Um, but you know, if 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 you're looking to to go on vacation i would ask hey reach out let's talk I'm, you know i'm gonna have a legit business i to, uh you know it's filed with um with the federal government i have my own uh employee identification number uh it's it's a legitimate llc in the eyes of the commonwealth of massachusetts so hopefully as time progresses um it'll get a bit more serious once i really hit the ground running going to try to do, you know, hopefully different things. I mean, I'm, the idea of being like a niche travel person is kind of weird, but you know, I'm not, I'm not, this is not a, a get rich venture by any stretch. It's a, a supplementary type of thing that, um, you know, you have fun with, you enjoy, you know, if you, and, and hopefully, uh, get some discounts down the road from, for my own trips. That's the idea. But the main idea is to help clients, Build vacations, build, you know, I, I love to travel so much. And then the idea is to to kind of pass that, those good feelings and that that, that love of travel on to other people. This was definitely not part of uh, my script this week, so but I'm glad that I brought that up because, uh, yeah, hopefully I'll start recording some ads and put the ads in there too. I don't know. We'll see. But uh, yeah, yeah, so that's that, huh? Hmm. As it is Thursday, it is time for everyone's favorite part of the show—the end. And three gripes. Yeah. All right. <clears throat> Sometimes gripes are easy. Other times, gripes are not easy because you know, if I'm not really adding gripes to my um, to my list of goodies every every so often. It becomes a little <laughs> difficult, <laughs> but sometimes I, I will come up with stuff that I think is very funny, and quite frankly, I don't care if anybody else doesn't. But whatever. <laughs> um, so there are a couple in here that are just they're not good, but whatever. Actually, I don't think I don't think any of them are good this week. One of them is is kind of good, but not really. Um, number one, information. Information. What a stupid thing to say. Um, There's simply too much information. Now, hear me out, okay? I'm sure I'll lose all of you with this, but I think I have an idea of what I'm trying to say, but I'm probably not going to say it correctly. We live in a time where absolutes are suddenly dangerously low, all right? So, facts are... Not facts anymore. It's just another piece of information. Because if you look hard enough, there's dissent for anything and everything. If you say someone of the sky is blue, they'll say, oh, I'm, I'm sorry, it's actually cyan. And it's turning all of us, I mean, I've already been a sniveling asshole, but it's turning more people into sniveling assholes. When the answer to literally everything is constantly at your fingertips, it just makes things worse, right? Because it makes everybody a fucking know-it-all. And they think that's a problem. Now, it's an unfixable problem, really. Think about it. It's not as if you're going to be like, turn off the internet, turn off Google. Nobody can use it anymore. Which is, honestly, (laughs) I say that, but it's probably coming. JD Vance. If you're not familiar with JD Vance, oh boy. JD Vance is a fucking piece of shit. He's running for Senate in Ohio and he wants to he wants to eliminate all porn, okay? Here's the thing, it's not so much that I'm like, you know, a huge porn guy, it's not so much that. It's the access to porn. It's the he wants to ban all porn. And what he's trying to do Is make that a first step to just literally banning anything that he doesn't care for. So eventually it's going to be porn in in you know, booze, drugs, weed, information. It's coming. Don't act like it isn't because it's coming. It's gonna be a problem where someone's gonna come out and say, Oh, we should ban Google. We don't want we don't want citizens to know shit. Because that's how this fucking country operates. It's fucking stupid. And because of the vast amounts of information. You would think that it would lead to a more educated citizenry. However, most of the, quote, information, end quote, on the internet is trash. Manipulated trash to fit various arguments. So, that's my point. And see where I, you know, the J.D. Vance thing, just that kind of popped in my head. and really has very little to do with the actual gripe, but still, there's too much information. It'll never change. It's just going to be more and more and more and more and more. unless, of course, J.D. Vance and his ilk have it their way and just fucking flip the switch on Google. and say, God, we're turning it off. Click. Done. We're, we're trying to be hungry, which is a nut. Oof. Oof, boy. See, I opened a can of worms there. I didn't want to do that. Do yourself a favor. If you're not familiar with Hungary, the country, and their embrace of uh, of the American right, please look into it. It's gross. Uh, gripe number two, Pat Riley. Pat Riley, senior executive of the Miami Heat. I don't know if that's his actual title. Uh, quite frankly, I don't care because, uh, you know, it's my it's my gripe. What, what are we calling him? Team president of the Miami Heat since 1995. I'm tired of Pat Riley. I found his whole shtick to be a bit much, going all the way back to the early 80s when he was with the Lakers. But this past series, uh, Celtics first, he really solidified my stance. The thing that really jumped out at me is why was he wearing a mask at TD Garden, but not in fucking Miami? Why? Why, why, why? I need to fucking know why. There was no mask mandate at TD Garden none he was sitting in the stands yet when he when he's in Miami he's not wearing a fucking mask sitting in generally the same area as he was in Boston it's totally backward thinking he's in Boston and he's wearing a mask like he's frightened of a mostly vaccinated crowd. Unlike in fucking Miami. It drove me fucking bananas. And I cannot find anything about why. And and, and I, I need to know why. If you've heard about, you know, why he was wearing a mask in Boston and not Miami, I need to know. 617-657-4736. Call in. Leave a voicemail. Tell me why. I need to know why. Moreover, right, he is worshipped in various NBA circles. And look, he's done a great job building teams in different eras. So, you know, for that, he should be applauded. But anything more than that, eh, slow down. I just don't understand why the media has to drop to its knees in, in reverence to this man. It doesn't make any sense to me. He has been very, very lucky. Throughout the course of his career, especially since 95 with Miami. Prior to that, you know, with the Knicks, couldn't beat Michael Jordan. So, and then he couldn't beat the Knicks for the first few years when he went to Miami. But couldn't beat the Knicks, uh, you know, beat the Celtics a couple times. Good for you, buddy. Nicely done. You did a good job. And look, this is not to say that he's not... Uh, you know, a good coach or a good executive. That's not true. But he's been very lucky. He managed to fleece uh, the Charlotte Hornets out of Alonzo Mourning. I'm pretty sure it was a sign and trade. I'm not 100% sure. But all he did was move uh, Glenn Rice, who was an all-star with a bunch of scabs and a couple draft picks for a, a Hall of Fame player in Alonzo Morning. Nicely done. Drafted Dwayne Wayne at number five. Miami had the fifth pick in an absurdly top heavy draft in 2003. And I think I'm being generous by saying absurdly top heavy. Apparently, there's a story that just came out where he was flip flopping between Dwayne Wade, Dwayne Wade, and Chris Kamen, who is a tall, milky white center. I mean, he was literally flipped. Now, look, I'm not an NBA executive, but I could have told you the difference between Wade and Chris Kamen was probably night and day, literally and figuratively. Then he fleeced the Lakers out of Shaq. He inherited a very good employee in Eric Spolstra. Spolstra was hired by the team prior to Pat Riley getting to Miami. He was hired as like a video guy. Why was he hired, you may ask? So I looked into like what Eric Spolstra did before he was the coach of the Heat or was with the Heat. The guy was basically, he was packing boxes at a Nike Nike factory up in uh, Oregon and then went to play basketball uh for um a bundesliga team in germany but come to find out and i didn't know this eric spolstra's dad was in the nba for a long time he was an executive for 20 plus years with a couple of different teams with the nets with the uh with the blazers and for a minute and a half with the nuggets so we had a connection so i mean the only reason that he got this job was because he was a youth coach in Germany and his dad was an NBA executive. So, fucking, there you go. Then he convinced uh, LeBron James and Chris Bosh that Miami wasn't a sinking shithole and that they should come and, and play with Dwayne Wade. Uh, managed to do that, so good, good on you. Then he told Ray Allen that he could have revenge against the Celtics. And then he took advantage of COVID and got the heat to the finals while inside a hermetically sealed environment. All these great accomplishments for Pat Riley. Now look, again, he's fine. Good coach, good executive, but to deify him makes no sense to me, especially with a horseshoe up his ass. Not to mention the fucking suits, the fucking hair, the fucking lousy books, all of it. I'm all set. Done with Pat Riley. Gripe number three, zits. Listen, I'm fucking 44 years old. And my greasy ass, Portuguese skin is still wreaking havoc. I've got one on my forehead as we speak that is essentially a third eye. Now, my diet for the last week and a half probably isn't helping. Prior to that, I, uh, I, I kind of cut weight a little bit to mostly fit into a suit a couple of weeks back and then just said fuck it the very next day the day the wedding was over the day after the wedding i should say i was like oh fuck it i said to my wife i'm like all right i'm gonna eat fucking shitty food all day and then i proceeded to eat shitty food every day for a week and a half man why do i still have to fucking deal with this shit why like am i not done with puberty why am i still breaking out this is bullshit Yeah, I said earlier, it was it's been 27 years since grade school, yet somehow my skin has not improved. <laughs> so seriously, fuck you zits. <laughs> that makes me laugh. I don't care if it doesn't make you laugh. All right, that's it for the program. Thank you so much as always for listening. I ask you as always to uh to tell your friends, tell your moms Go to the uh, Instagram page, at ComplaintsPod. Go to the Twitter page, which is the active social media page for the show, is at ComplaintsPod. Uh, I do have a Facebook page, but fuck Facebook. I have a YouTube page that I don't use. I have a Twitch page that I can't figure out. And I have a TikTok page that I haven't done anything with. Uh, You can call in to the show, 617-657-4736. Leave a voicemail. Have a complaint. Um, I know you have a complaint uh, because everyone complains. So I, I, I'm asking nicely again. If you've never called the show, uh, you know now would be a good time to do it because the summer is going to be interesting. Uh, hopefully, I'm going to be busy. A lot going on. Fingers crossed. We'll see. Um, as of right now, I'm still doing the show uh, to be released on Thursdays. That that could change. I said that before. How I thought it would change to Fridays. It hasn't yet. Um, mainly because I have plenty of time during the day, so it works out fucking great. Um, if you are in the area, uh, Wednesday nights, uh, Hanson, Massachusetts, Damien's Pub, uh, the five-star dive bar, as he calls it. Come check it out. The pizza is good. It is. It's good. Beer is cold. Pizza is good. He always has some. Like he always has some fucking wacky ass specials so come by check it out be a good time uh, I say this because in in <laughs> uh I will not be I will not be there next week so the eighth I will not be there I'm going to see Paul McCartney at fucking Fenway Park Ugh. um I'm looking forward to the show can't wait for the show I've never seen this be my First Beatle Show. So I'm very much looking forward to it. I had to do it before, you know, they all got really old and stopped touring. Two of them are dead. The other two keep playing shows. <laughs> One of them is Ringo. <laughs> <laughs> uh what else? Um, yeah, I think that's it. But listen, as always, I thank you uh for for checking this out, tolerating this crap. If you want to be on the show, let me know. We'd love to have you. Um, if you're at all interested in anything, uh, we'll talk, um, you know, like I said, I, I say this, I've said this at the end of like the last four shows is that I hope to have another guest next week. But as of right now, I don't, I don't, I might, I don't know. We'll see. But as of right now, I don't. So, um, thank you very much. It is so very much appreciated. and, and, and again, please tell your friends, tell your mom's. Take care of yourself. Take care of each other. Godspeed. Ta-ta.